0: Midway up the oak tree, your pipe-cleaner legs give way, and you scrape down the bark until finally you're able to steady yourself against a stronger limb. You can feel the bits of sap and splinters, the welt already rising, the sap, gluey on your fingers. Charlotte is a good ten feet above you, perhaps thirty feet off the ground, balancing a sandal on the end of her toe, like a metronome keeping time for your weakness. Do you need a hand? she sneers. I'm wearing shorts, you complain. She runs a branch up her own bare thigh. Ow, she mock grimaces. Mean leaves. She has, in the past few months, suddenly become funnier than you. Stronger than you. She has always been smarter than you. Companions and well-matched through eight and ten. You could feel her pulling away when she turned eleven. Already your games are stupid, your stories childish, your contests uneven. You never want to do anything anymore, you whine to her, and she cocks her head to the side like her spaniel, that newest flag of independence. She has less and less time for you, less and less time for your father, whose every sentence is now punctuated by Charlotte's eye-rollings and mocking songs like the adaptation of green sleeves, she invents on your behalf. Mean leaves, a weakling boy. Mean leaves, a villain. Dinners have become a struggle. Your father, formerly a joker, and arm puncher, a kidder. Your father, who would order away for gadgets from catalogs, groucho glasses, a plastic squirting lapel flower, a tiny device that would cube a soft-boiled egg in a matter of moments if only anyone would ask it to. You know from the stories, if stories are to be trusted, that there was a time everyone thought he was a hoot, couldn't dream of a weekend without him. But this father is in hibernation, like the pair of wax lips growing hair in the back of the kitchen drawer. All that's left are the stories, the family lore. Mind and repeated, even as that man, if he ever existed, wanders further away, leaving the tired husk who blinks at you like he's trying to remember your name. Now your mother distances herself from your father's rare jokes. There was a time when the two of them finished each other's skits, the joker and the straight man. Once all they did was laugh. Burns and Allen. A vaudeville act your sister has recently shown a critic's inclination to cancel. And so, dinners are a struggle. Strangely, your mother sides universally with your sister, as though she has been biding her time for this ally to emerge. She, too, is pulling away from the act, her tone imploring in ways it had never been before. When now she forces her arms rigid and admonishes your father seriously, It is seriously that she means, whereas once it wasn't. The landscape is changing, although, of course, it will be years before you can make sense of any of it. For now, you know only the sudden arguments and the lulls between. Once your spilled glass of milk, your belch, your glib retort were lauded and dissected as formative Buster Keaton. Now, they are reduced to acts of stupidity each transgression further proof of your genetics, your gender, your shortcomings. Every wrong thing brands you more deeply in your mother's and sister's eyes. This weekend, then, an attempt. Your father's manager has a summer place in the woods, doles out two days as a reward for sales quotas. Cheaper than a Christmas bonus, maybe even cheaper than a ham, but an attempt, nonetheless. Even your mother smiling on the way up, whistling a duet with your father, the two holding hands. Your sister's goodwill offering to take you for a walk behind the cabin, the lushness of the trees and undergrowth, the overwhelming greenness of it all. Even Charlotte's shorts are green. And then, in a clearing, an enormous oak tree and behind it a pond skimmed with moss. Race Charlotte said.